So hi everyone, good morning. Um, just going to check that you can hear me okay. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, this morning um, I'd like to offer some uh, more suggestions on um, compassion practice. And this is very much the continuation of the, of the thread from Metta. I think I mentioned it at some point with the meta instructions, but this can be even more significant with the um, with compassion. Is that somehow we get pulled? We have this urge to go to the most difficult and the most challenging aspects of our of our life, of our relationships, um, and uh, you may have already noticed it. Uh, you might notice it today. And just the encouragement to really take your time. Yeah. And to really, really take your time. Now we're kind of building up a, a capacity. Um, and what we uh, what can be really helpful is remembering this is the development of an of an intention. It's the development of a way uh, of relating that's really wholesome. Yeah. So. We're going at our own pace. We're finding what works for us um, as we do that. And uh, this may include continuing with meta practice. <laughs> Not necessarily switching to compassion. It might include that. Yeah. Just, to, just to say that, just to be really clear. Um, and it also includes uh, including ourselves. Yeah, remembering this, I said it several times last night. We're part of the network of life. Yeah, we're part of the all beings that we are cultivating meta and compassion towards. Yeah, that includes this being. So, if um, if it's possible for us and if it's helpful for us, then we include ourselves um, and we can stay with ourselves for as long uh, as as is needed. Uh, what really matters is that the intention is being cultivated, the intention is being nourished. That's more important than uh, who it's being directed towards. Yeah. And again, this is the wisdom coming in and reminding us, you know, this is all <laughs> saying I'm sending metta to you or to you or to you or to you. That's just a form. Yeah. It's not essentially true and it's not what matters, Yeah. the, the being. Uh, what's significant is the intention growing, being nourished uh, within us. And so we've also mentioned already that, um, you know, different times we may find uh, how the practice unfolds is different. Yeah. And this is true of any practice. Yeah. There might be times when there's a practice is flowing really well. Um, it's very easeful. You know, we can say if it's if we're if we're you know talking about the Brahma Viharas, the metta, the compassion is really clearly there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's flowing really, really well. There's not much um, effort that we need to be making. Yeah. So that can be one mode. And this is true of whatever way we're practicing, but uh, I'm, I'm focusing particularly on the Brahma Viharas here. Um, at other times, the practice is going. There's definitely an intention of metta being cultivated or of compassion being cultivated, but it's taking more um, kind of precision uh, of our attention, more engagement, more involvement. Yeah. So it's like uh, sometimes I, I use this... Uh, um, analogy of riding a bike which is quite funny because uh, I can't actually ride a bike so I don't know why I have this analogy uh, I've told you one of my most shameful secrets uh, so you can all send me meta now and compassion anyway um so the analogy is, you know, sometimes, you know, we're, like it's as if we're riding a bike and we're going downhill. So that's when the practice is going really, really well. Yeah? And it's just very easeful. We don't need to do a lot of pedaling. Yeah? Um, at other times, you know, we're maybe going a little bit uphill 
and we need to make more effort. Yeah, we need to keep the um, practice on track. You know, we're also navigating where we're going. Yeah, so it's kind of like ah, maybe we need to, you know, just <laughs> straight avoid that pothole on the road, or you know, avoid that branch that's going in. Um, give way to someone so we're just navigating we're bringing skill we're bringing intention we're bringing attention and presence to our practice so there's a bit more sense of you know effort in in a in a really positive way uh, in the practice it's not going as smoothly and, and we just recognize these are two modes of practice there isn't a hierarchy between them it's not like oh this is when it's going well and this is when it's not going well <laughs> yeah it's just here, it's effortless, yeah, it's flowing well, it's like going down a hill. And here we need to make a bit more intentionality, and that's really great, yeah, it's really cultivating good skills. A third mode would be that we're really struggling with the practice, and it's really <laughs> hitting our head against a wall. Yeah. And sometimes I say that's like, a, um, you know, we're using our, our city bike on, a, on an off-road track, yeah, it's not the right thing to be using right now. Yeah. So at those points we adapt. Yeah. And so we might, um, if we're working with, say, compassion towards um, a neutral person, and that's just not working for us, we're getting into a mess. Then we bring compassion or metta towards ourselves. You know, that might be one thing we do, or we let go of the metta and compassion practice, and we do another practice that supports us to ground and to gather, and to collect, yeah, and maybe bring some well-being. Yeah? So we kind of have these three modes, and it's important to, to remember all three. Yeah? And sometimes it's going well, it's effortless, it's flowing, and then we really lean into that, and we give ourselves to that, and we enjoy it, yeah? we appreciate it. Yeah? And we get to know that... Um, what happens, you know, what it feels like when metta compassion are really flowing, when they're really filling the, the heart and mind. Yeah. Other times, you know, it's it's more like our <laughs> most of our lives, yeah. It takes some work. Yeah. And again a really positive way. Yeah? And there's a lot of learning there and there's a lot of beauty there. There's a lot of things to enjoy there. And then the the kind of third possibility is that it's not the right practice right now yeah either how am i get engaging with it in the moment or it's just not the right practice and i should engage with something else yeah yeah i should do a different practice and I, and i hope that makes sense to people as three possibilities and, and that we see that it's not a hierarchy between them it's an appropriateness yeah. That's really um, one of the most important things that we're cultivating in our meditation practice is that sensitivity to notice what's going on in experience and what's appropriate right now to what's going on. What's appropriate, what's helpful. So uh, I want to repeat something that I said last night uh, and that's, you know, just the, the remembering, yeah, the remembering, the reminding ourselves. The Brahma Viharas, all these immeasurable um, ways of relating, these states, these attitudes of heart and mind, they're all freeing ways of relating to experience. And they nourish well-being. Yeah? They nourish well-being. And it's really helpful to remember, and particularly in relationship to compassion, yeah, because it can feel counterintuitive. Yeah, we have this, you know, habit, yeah, instinct, just to, to kind of just stay away from the painful or the difficult. Um, but just what happens when we just remember without pushing ourselves, yeah, we just remember the sense of, ah, you know, this is a way of nourishing well-being. And how can I engage with opening to difficulty, opening to challenge. How can I engage in a way that's actually nourishing, that's actually freeing? That's a kind of practice question for us. Yeah. So today we're, we're going to explore uh, compassion as a Brahma Vihara practice, as a kind of formal um, practice. And I want to unpack that a little bit. 
um, in the tradition, um, the way we begin the practice of compassion, the practice of karuna, uh, is by bringing to mind, so using that same uh, format, like with a meta of beings, um, bringing to mind someone that we feel an affinity towards, yeah? so someone that we kind of we can say we care about to some degree, yeah? who is um, having some degree of struggle in their life right now. That's, that's where traditionally we begin the practice. And I just want to say that and then to, to invite you to notice uh, how that feels for you. Yeah, just the, the idea uh, of doing that. Yeah, so we might bring to mind, uh, I don't know, like uh, someone we know who's just gotten their A-level results and they're not so happy about it. Yeah. Uh, end of school exams here in the UK they just came out last week so we might know someone like I know someone who I don't even know what her results were I know she was anxious about it so I I can think of her yeah and just think uh, I hope that that she's okay with whatever yeah came up there so it might be something like that you know we bring to mind or you know we we, you know know someone who's you know having some some issue in their life and we just bring them to mind someone who doesn't even have to be very close to us but we just feel a degree of care yeah for an affinity with yeah we just know they're struggling with something we notice how that feels um i'm gonna say this a few times but with opening to compassion in general um you know we're really building up the capacity so we want to be um, appropriate. So it's helpful sometimes, sometimes it depends on you, um, not to necessarily open to the biggest challenge that someone is facing. Yeah, might be that it is right for you and you want to go there and it may be that it's something that, um, you know, is challenging but we know that the person has the resources to deal with it but it's still challenging, it's still painful. Yeah? So we just kind of work in that territory of noticing and don't worry too much about getting it right. <laughs> Just keep listening. Yeah? And if you start to do the practice and you feel, oh, I've, I've, this is too much, yeah, then we just take a step back, yeah? bring some metta and compassion to ourselves, uh, maybe go somewhere else. So listening to what works for you. Uh, for some of us, it can be interesting to see. For some of us, it actually might be the most useful to start with a neutral person. So someone that we don't have uh, any strong sense of liking or not liking, of being close to or distant from, um, just someone, yeah, in in our environment. And um, we either know of something that's challenging in their lives or we can imagine that there is. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we know the human condition by now and we know there's either something now that might be challenging for them or there there will be yeah that's part of our of our condition so maybe that it's easier to start with the neutral relationship uh and sometimes of course we might uh it might be most appropriate to start with ourselves yeah if we if there's something in our experience right now that is needing care and attention and energy so I'm just putting that out there. That's what the tradition says. Start with someone you, you care about and imagine something they're struggling with or bring to mind something they're struggling with. But we have these other options. We can start with ourselves. We can start um, with, with someone uh, with whom we have a neutral relationship. We're listening uh, to what works for us. Listening for what works for us. And we're constantly remembering the importance of self-compassion in this, yeah, in this journey, in this unfolding, uh, as well. You know, remembering uh, that through self-compassion, we're resourcing ourselves also to care for others. So we are deserving of it. Um, and then, like with the meta practice, uh, we begin with whatever is relatively accessible. You know, one of the ways I described, and then. Over time, we expand that. Yeah. So all these practices, they start with what um, is relatively accessible, and we expand um, over time. 
uh, to what's more of a stretch, but gradually, slowly, yeah, we expand to what's more of a stretch for us. And so today, um, we will be introducing, or I will be introducing, the challenging relationship with the stretch. Yeah, and we'll work ourselves gradually towards it again. Yeah. Um, See if it's, if it's appropriate for you. You don't have to go there if it doesn't feel right. That's just the way the, the practice will be guided, is to include the challenging relationship. And um, we can see that it's similar um, you know, to the meditation Nathan was guiding uh, yesterday evening, you know, when we were bringing our uh, metta and our compassion to a place of pain or discomfort in the body. Yeah? So it's, it's kind of the same, it's the same movement. Um, of compassion there. So very helpful with a challenging relationship. This is why we're going to take extra care (laughs) to call it the challenging relationship rather than the challenging being. Yeah. Yeah, or the challenging person. Really helpful to be careful here. Sometimes saying, you know, when I started practicing, and sometimes, and this is the way it, it, it used to be translated, and this category of being used to be called, when I started practicing, the enemy. <laughs> and it's just funny to, to just kind of see that, you know, of, of just how wisdom comes in and changes the language over time. Yeah. But also, what happens when we categorize someone as the enemy? It's like much more difficult to bring compassion. And also, not very wise, right? It's not very wise. Yeah. Because, um, you know, the wisdom here that we're wanting to embody in how we practice says, you know, people are not distinctly one thing. You know, we saw that um, with the easy relationship in one of the questions, right? Saying, ah, someone was in the category of easy relationship one day, and then the next, they weren't. <laughs> And so we see this movement, and we can also see that with anything. We see that possibility. Yeah? So there may be a challenging relationship with someone, um, which, but we're kind of really wanting to be careful not to put them into that box of you're the enemy or you're the challenging person uh, in my life. Yeah? It's a challenging relationship. And so we're bringing the wisdom in in how we're relating um, as much as we can. And compassion can be a really skillful way yeah, to relate to a challenging relationship. Yeah? It can be really helpful, really liberating when we remember, ah, this person, this being too, yeah, with whom you know, I'm experiencing some challenge in the relationship, they too yeah, have moments of difficulty. I might even know things that are difficult for them, but I don't need to know. Specifics. I can just bring to mind, you know, they also um, have moments of pain, have moments of challenge, have moments of difficulty in their lives. You know, we can bring that to mind. Remember that. And again, here also, remembering the building up gradually, so it can be helpful not to go to the most difficult, uh, the most challenging relationship in our lives, Uh, but to a more mild uh, challenge, maybe a mildly challenging relationship, someone who just irritates us a little bit, (laughs) find a little bit irritating, Um, or even, you know, a close relationship that we have that's got uh, some disharmonious aspect to it or some challenge in it, either at this time or generally. And so it can just be interesting to, to work with that and to see that. Um, and so we're always, you know, this gradual unfolding, something we need to, it's, it's a learning in itself, yeah, that, that we, we gain from these practices of not rushing, yeah, of not picking up the, the heaviest weights in our lives, yeah, but building up the capacity gradually. Um, I sometimes use this analogy comes from another Tibetan teacher uh, who, who says, um, you know, like when we're practicing, it's like going to the gym. <laughs> so we're building up our compassion muscles. We're building up our metta uh, muscles. And so it's helpful not to 
you know, go to the gym and kind of press the the setting on the treadmill that's, you know, really, really high, yeah. Or pick up the heaviest weights, yeah. We start with the weights that we can lift, yeah. We start at the setting that is, uh, that we can work with, yeah. A little bit of a challenge, but not something that will overwhelm us. So we start with the easy weights and we build up. And with the compassion practice, just like with the metta, um, I'll be uh, in the guidance offering primarily phrases, but um, first of all, feel free to play with the phrases, yeah, to adapt them. Um, change the language, change the words, yeah, adapt the meaning to, to, to what's appropriate in the particular um, relationship that you're working with. And equally, feel free to use images or a felt sense. Yeah, find what works for you. Yeah, so for some of us, it's the felt sense. It's a sense of like the compassion coming in or the meta coming in and soaking the being. Yeah, and, and actually, like that way. Yeah, rather than that way. Yeah, coming in, or it might be also kind of just radiating out uh, that sense of care, that sense of tenderness. In whatever way, we we kind of. Uh, Explore what works for us. Um, and it can be surprising what comes with the, with, the, with the practice. So really allowing ourselves to be creative and to notice um, some beautiful images that we can use also. The Dalai Lama offers this image of, um, you know, this is, um, he offers it as a self-compassion practice for yourself, but you can also imagine others. And he says, you know, feel yourself resting in the lap of the Buddha. Mm. So, you know, you might have a sense of your head resting in the lap of the Buddha and the Buddha's compassion just holding you. Um, some of us, it may be surprising, there can be imagery that comes from our uh, childhood or from our history. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, for, for, for those, you know, if you grew up in a different religious tradition, even though you're not practicing it, an image might come from that. Yeah, so maybe the sense of, um, you know, resting in Christ's arms or Christ's compassion, showering Jesus, showering compassion over your Mary. You know, that might be an image that comes. Uh, if it's helpful, use it. Um, it might be the image of, um, you know, Guan Yin, uh, this Bodhisattva of compassion, being or the Dalai Lama, you know, someone like that that embodies compassion for us and being kind of resting in their gaze, you know, their gaze holding us, that gaze of compassion that feels like it sees all of us and, um, and holds us with compassion. So um, we can play with this. Yeah? And again, I'll be offering phrases, but we can really get a sense of uh, also images or a felt sense that might be working for us um, as a way of practicing. I think that's what I wanted to offer as far as an introduction. So let's let's practice together and if you need to stretch any part of the body um, before you settle into your meditation, then please do. That's an embodiment of compassion right there. Passion in action. And then when you're ready, settling into your posture. Taking time as always to feel any adjustments that are needed so that 
The body is as stable as steady as supported and balanced as possible. As we're doing this, already attending with kindness and interest to our experience, particularly to the body. Inviting the awareness more fully and more deeply. Into the body. Perhaps using the sensations of contact of the body with the seat, the body with the ground, body with itself. As a way of grounding and collecting and gathering the awareness in the body. taking the time to gather and collect, to take our seat more fully. Feel the support of the contact. Gradually opening the awareness through the body, letting it expand. And fill the body space rising up from the contact and opening out through the whole body. Awareness filling up the whole space of the body.
And perhaps a little larger than the body containing the body, field of sensitivity throughout the whole body. As we open the awareness, softening it through the whole body, as much as is possible. Letting the whole space of awareness be attuned to this frequency of compassion, of tenderness. Of care. Feeling that tenderness, filling up the whole space of awareness. That compassion and care filling up the whole space of awareness. the earth soaks in the softness of the rain and of the morning dew so the awareness receiving soaking in that frequency of tenderness and of compassion gently going to invite into awareness, taking our time, to invite into awareness someone for whom we feel a degree of care, someone that we care about. Uh, Our heart is relatively open towards that we know is having is going through some degree of challenge in their lives so we're just opening to see who appears who comes to mind
keeping the awareness wide as we do this open through the whole body softening the awareness and bringing that being or person to mind holding them in awareness opening to them in the presence of challenge in their lives be enough for you to just have a sense of holding that person in tenderness and compassion this is the felt sense practice or imagining them being supported through this time through this challenge It also be helpful to use the phrases as a vehicle for the compassion intention. Also as a way to study the mind with that intention. May you be supported in this time of challenge. May you be held in tenderness. May your suffering ease. May you find support in this time of difficulty. May you be held in tenderness. May your suffering ease. finding your rhythm and pace with the practice, with the phrases 
Letting that intention of compassion be present in the space of awareness. And then directing it or holding the other in that compassion, in that tenderness. you find support in times of challenge. May you be held in tenderness. May your suffering ease. Gently letting go of this person or being with tenderness, with care. And bringing to mind when you're ready Someone with whom there's some degree of challenge in the relationship. Might be just an aspect of a relationship that's challenging. bringing that being, that person to mind. And remembering just like you, just like anyone else, they know challenges in their lives. They wish to live in safety and in happiness. So bringing that person to mind and then if you know of a particular challenge in their lives, bring that forth. Just staying with that general knowing. They know sorrow. They know difficulty. They know challenge. And 
any sense of contraction in yourself as you do that, softening the awareness, opening it, tuning in again to that tenderness in awareness. Offering the compassion intention. May you find support in times of difficulty. May you be held in tenderness. May your suffering ease. May you find support in times of difficulty. May you be held in tenderness. suffering ease. and opening awareness. Filled with tenderness. Filled with care. Gently letting go of this being also wide and open, soft through the whole body. And if possible now bringing that intention of compassion towards yourself.
May I find support in times of difficulty. May I be held in tenderness. May my suffering ease. Keeping the awareness wide and open. The compassion bathing. Raining down, filling up. The whole being. As you practice. May I find support in times of challenge. May I be held in tenderness. May my suffering ease. compassion, fill up the whole space of awareness, the whole space of the body and overflow, radiate out into the world, towards all those that are practicing with us. towards all those that are sharing this precious planet with us. May we all find support in times of challenge. May we all be held in tenderness. May our suffering ease.
May all beings find support in times of challenge. May all beings be safe. May all beings be free from suffering and its causes. If you wish, you can uh, bring this practice into your day, through the day. Um, can be the primary practice, can be alongside metta. And uh, we can, of course, also bring the uh, compassion practice, um, first of all, into the walking. Yeah. So we might do that similarly to how we did the metta so either imagining the person the being we're sending the compassion to at the end of the path walking next to us um, and directing their compassion to them or just radiating yeah the compassion out in all directions that might also uh, be a practice that we can do in the walking um, if you're walking out in nature, it can be interesting because we can have a sense of um, kind of taking in the the meta and the compassion from the world around us, and then sending it out, and then it comes back in again. So there's kind of this sense of cycle um, that's moving uh, through, and that can be really beautiful. Yeah, you can have a sense of it flowing through us, uh, offered to us, and then we're participating in the offering. Uh, out and we can also bring in another way of practicing both into the walking but also into kind of all the in-between times yeah you can also do it formally in walking or sitting but we can also bring it into the all, all the in-between times and that's um to have this intention that when someone or something grabs your attention catches your attention um internally or externally you bring that sense of compassion and tenderness towards that. So an example of it might be, you know, you're doing uh, your sitting practice and there's the sound of a bird outside or the sound of someone coughing uh, somewhere near you, yeah? And you hear that and just have a sense of, uh, you know, may you be free from suffering, yeah? may you be supported, yeah, whatever that sense is. Um, or you're walking around uh, the centre for those who are at the centre, or you're walking around your home or your environment, yeah? And just beings catch your eye, you know, a bird is flying by, someone passes. And just that sense of we don't need to know very much about them, yeah? We don't even need to, you know, sometimes someone just passes through, we don't even need to know who that was, yeah? You can just have the sense of, ah, you know, you're a living being. Yeah. And so I wish you to be free of suffering and just that sense of whatever that vehicle is for you that, that has that sense just sending it. May you be held in tenderness. May your suffering ease. May you find support. You know, whatever uh, brings that forth. So that can be a really beautiful practice and we can do that in formal practice or very much also outside of it. Um, so kind of starting to weave um, continuity into the into the practice with these intentions in a way that feels nourishing and useful so not heavy-handed not <laughs> with pressure 
So, yeah, that's the suggestions, instructions for this morning. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.